I'm Alyssa. And I'm Robert. And this is Fighting Over the Remote. We've been together for about three years, and the one thing we can agree on is that we cannot agree on what to watch. Mm -mm. So we decided to take the free will out of it. Every week, one of us is going to pick another movie for the other to watch, and there's no getting out of it. We're required to watch that movie. That's right. Um, this week, you have chosen... Pride and Prejudice. The 2005 version with Matthew, Keira Knightley. With Keira Knightley and Matthew McFadden. Do the woman first. She's more important. You already said her name, so I... I know, but you started talking over me. So. Uh, Pride and Prejudice follows the Bennett family, which has five girls all living in their parents' house still. They all are without husbands, which is very scandalous. Um, Mr. Bingley and Mr. Darcy come to town for the summer for some reason. Uh, and of course, the Bing the Bennett's mom decides that, oh, her, her daughters have got to marry these these rich men. So the rest of the movie is basically them trying to get Jane and Elizabeth well, I guess mostly just Jane married to Mr. Bingley. Uh, Elizabeth, she just doesn't like Darcy. Darcy's kind of a dick for most of the movie. And then towards the end, he's not so much of a dick. She finds out she finds out he was troubled. He had a lot weighing on his mind, and he decided to not say any of it out loud and confuse everybody. Um, and for some reason, this made her fall in love with him. Uh, and yeah, the movie ends with uh, him paying for his her sister's marriage or something and that makes her fall in love with him uh and so they uh of course have the big romantic love scene at the end um where they don't have sex they just kiss each other's hands and whisper yeah then they're married we don't get to see the marriage which i think is a, a strange choice that's pride and prejudice let's get on to the discussion anyway I had the remote this week, so that's why I got to pick. And you chose Pride and Prejudice. That's right. Why did you choose Pride and Prejudice? I chose Pride and Prejudice because I you don't really watch period films. I don't think you really like period films. I don't know if that's true. I I like good period films. That's really fucked up of you to say. Um... I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't think you would watch Pride and Prejudice because, well, I think it, it's twofold, right? It's a period piece, but it's also a romance. I think that's where you probably wouldn't, unless it has lesbians in it, then you will. You watch one movie one time. <laughs> no, you. How many times did you see it? I think it was, We're talking about Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I think you saw it in the theaters twice, alone. No, I saw it once alone. I saw it once to impress a girl. It wasn't me. <laughs> we hadn't met yet. He dated someone I'm so before sorry. me. I'm awful. so sorry. I know yeah. you were celibate before you met me. Absolutely, but, I was. Um, Virginal, truly. Yep. Yeah, so that's why I picked it. <laughs> I didn't think you would... I didn't think you would want to watch it. And I also had been wanting to rewatch it because... The girlies love Pride and Prejudice. And when it starts to get cold outside, it's time to watch it. Um, yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's like, I, I wouldn't not watch it because it's a romance. It's more like when I'm looking for something to watch, romance is not like where I land. Oh, that's... Unless it's like for me. a new release. Mm. You know, like I love Call Me By Your Name, but 
part of like why I watched that movie in the first place is because it was a new release. Yeah. And um, it was getting like Oscar buzz and like Timothy Chalamet was like the new hot thing. And right. I was like, oh, I got to check out this movie everybody's talking about. Robert just really loves the gays, actually. I've, I support the gays for sure. And he loves one. I love one gay love in one. particular. Two if you count the dog. Oh, yeah. We have decided our dog is gay. Mm-hmm. you'll hear more about him throughout the podcast don't worry yeah he'll let you know absolutely he'll probably bark a couple of times at some point milo do you have anything to say to the people that's it he said some pretty offensive things that's there so so sorry we'll cut that out for you guys we'll edit that out so when did you first see this movie how old were you oh god put me on the spot um i think oh so in 2019, I was auditioning for a play for my college because I was a theater kid, if you didn't know that already. Um, and the play was about Mary of the Bennets. She was, she was the youngest, not the young, I don't remember if she was the youngest one, but she was, I think she was like in the middle. I think she was the middle child. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I don't remember. Okay. Anyways. Let's make sure we get that right. It's important. The play was about Mary, which you'll hear more about as we talk about the movie. But basically, she's like the one in the movie that like is really not acknowledged at all. She doesn't have any suitors. She, you know, is always in the corner. She doesn't really like men. Um, <laughs> relatable. Um, So the play was about her. So I watched Pride and Prejudice. I watched... A couple of other Jane Austen movies. And so I think I was... Must have been 19 at the time. Maybe 20. Um, And spoiler alert. I did not get the part in the play. I only worked on um, my audition for five months. So no big deal at all. Um, But anyway, yeah. That's when I watched it. Okay. Yeah. You're all welcome. Right. 2019 that was the answer 2019 (laughs) (laughs) i needed the people to know about it because it was relevant to my experience okay what better place to trauma dump exactly what better (laughs) place to trauma dump that's why people have podcasts robert exactly figuring it out exactly um yeah and this was your first time watching it i think i'd seen bits and pieces i've definitely seen um the certain scenes well like the one where he's confessing his love in the rain i've definitely seen that oh, scene standing before next to the columns yeah. yes um i've definitely seen like the very first ball scene where everybody goes silent and when he, matthew mcfadden walks in like a and he's just like yeah like a there. fucking peacock yeah yeah i've seen that scene for a sure silent peacock yes um i've seen that scene i think most of like what i've seen of the movie i think is actually like um indirectly from like succession coverage oh just like as you're watching matthew mcfadden like because like when you watch like succession videos like people will reference the fact that matthew mcfadden was mr darcy like quite often yeah they'll show little clips so i think i've seen a bunch of little did you read the book pride and prejudice no i don't know why but i feel like i went through i i went to school in texas so we didn't read any books by women Amen. Um, Who needs them? I think we read a Barbara Kingsolver novel one one year. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was it. The Poisonwood Bible? Yeah. 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 Nice. 
Texas. Texas. Um, did you have any expectations going into the movie? I think because th- you knew we were watching it before I put it on. Yeah, I think I thought I was going to like it. Um, because I do like, like when I was a kid, I had such a crush on Keira Knightley, and I think like my love for Keira Knightley and my love for uh, Rosamund Pike as well. And then, of course, I knew Matthew McFadden from Succession, mm-hmm. Tom Wamsgan. So I like I knew I was going to be like, oh, that's Tom the whole movie. And I knew like um, I love Keira Knightley. So I was like I knew like the acting was going to be good, at least, mm. which I think is like like a bad movie can kind of save itself with good acting not not that this was a bad movie by any means i was gonna means. say it's a no, bad it, movie no it was it was a it was a good movie yeah um it is a good movie yeah so i guess that brings us to like what our initial thoughts were um i guess like what were your initial thoughts on um like your first viewing compared to like now i mean honestly I feel like I'm going to get some haters for saying this. I am not the biggest Kira Knightley fan. I do. She hates her. No, that's how I said. I don't hate her. She I do think she's. A, I think she's a great actress. I do. I just feel like sometimes her her mannerisms as a person come out in her character, and it's kind of distracting. Like she does a lot of staring, and the laugh was kind of a lot. I even remember like being like, kind of like, what was that? Where she's like, <laughs> like the, just like weird, like <laughs> mm-hmm. laugh. I remember from that watching that the first time I was like, that's kind of weird. Um, cause she would just like laugh really loud at like some certain lines that she had. Um, I mean, as the character, I remember, I remember like really loving the romance and like I remember being frustrated at how long it took to build up. But then like once the wave of like the romance kind of comes over the movie, then it's like, oh, okay, we're good. It's just like stressful that first part because you're like, oh, my God, when is this going to happen? Like you're like, how is she actually going to like him? I remember it having really great cinematography. Um Although I feel like I was reminded that some of the shots were, like, so old. Like, the Mm. style was, like, kind of jarring at times. Like, the push-ins and, like... Yeah. The certain close-ups were just kind of like, what's happening? You know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, even if, like, you just watch the um, movie with, like, zero, like, acknowledgement of the story and the acting like it's a very beautiful movie oh yeah it's gorgeous um it makes england look spectacular yeah um swampy marsh while we were watching you you like you pointed out uh the scene where darcy's like walking through the field and he's like just wearing like his like his, his night shirt his like night which shirt. is so it's completely sultry untied. he's like showing oh, his like God. burly chest and he's just walking it's like sunrise there's like an amber glow behind him so that's so hot that's so hot and they're just walking and it's gotta be like what five in the morning and they're just walking towards each other and to your point about keira knightley she's just staring at him 
with no like with what I would yeah. call a blank expression. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not saying she's a good she's not a good actor. She's a great actress. It's just like sometimes I'm like, girl, you're giving us nothing. <laughs> yes, girl, give us nothing. Sorry, the hand the hand part of that scene, we're jumping ahead. We're jumping to the end of the movie. The hand part of that scene where she kisses his hand, he gives her this look where you're like, like my heart like melts and she like does not nothing on her face, Mm -hmm. which I guess is like fitting for the character. But at the same time, I'm like, that was the most beautiful look I've seen a man give a woman and you just stared at him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think like the character is like a little reserved. Yeah. In like their positive emotions. I feel like she's very sure. like the character is very um quick to express anger and um, frustration. Like frustration. Yeah. Um, but like outside of like her family when she's showing like love and affection, I feel like she is a little bit like stone faced with that. So I think yeah. I can understand how that would be a um like a character choice, but it is um it is like a little jarring at times. Like it takes you out of the scene when, mm. uh, like when he's confessing his love and she's just staring at him. It's yeah. very, uh, it is a very, I guess we're getting a little into um, like our, our criticisms a little early. Um, and I think, <laughs> but I think we're just getting them out of the way. I don't think this is not a movie that I had very many criticisms of. No, no. Um, I, and really no. I thought, I thought, um, Keira Knightley was like amazing in a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, it was just like a five to 10% that I was just like. It's just little, kind of, yeah, it takes you out of it a little yeah. bit. But I think that's 99% of performances. I mean, should we get into like a little bit more like um, specific discussion? Should we talk about um, yeah. characters or. I personally am obsessed with Mr. Bingley. I think he's adorable and precious. That's the dad. Oh, wait, shit. Who's? No, that's Bennett. Yeah. Mr. Bennett. Mr. Bingley's the red-haired guy that marries Rosamund Pike. Oh, right, 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 right. My God, what's her name? What's her character's name? Grace? Pull it up. Please hold. We'll get stats and research on this. Jane. 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 Yeah, so I... I love Mr. Bingley. I think he's precious. He he was very well cast, may I say. I think he was very well cast. Um I love Rosamund Pike as Jane. Personally, I think her and Matthew McFadden were the best actors in the movie. Yeah. I just feel like Rosamund Pike just like as Jane just brings like such a lightness, like there's like such a glow about her in this movie. Um, and she, like the, she is Jane, like the character is just like so fitting and like beautiful. Um, and I think she's just like, so um, talented. Yeah. I mean, I, I said it before. I love Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting cause like Keira Knightley has so many of these like, Jane Big Austen credits um like sort of roles yeah that's true and does she does Rosamund Pike doesn't really have a lot of stuff like this I feel like not that's like not it's like mainstream I don't think mm. I mean I'm sure somebody's just like oh my god 
fucking idiots. She was in this. She was in, in this. Yeah. But like Keira Knightley was in Atonement. She was in. Yeah. Which I know wasn't like Jane Austen, but like. It, it's the vibe. It's, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like a period piece. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, she was in Anna Karenina. I haven't but, seen that. Don't plan um, on it. Sad. But yeah, I think, Rosamund Pike was amazing in this. Yeah. And I loved. I love Mr. Bennett. I love that actor as him. I think the sisters were all really well cast yeah. with Carrie Mulligan and what's the other, what's the other sister's name? Jenna it's Malone. Lydia. Yeah. Yeah. And Tallulah as Mary. <laughs> Tallulah. Yeah. Um, Elon, yeah. Elon Musk's ex-wife, ex-wife, some might call her. Which she might be known as nowadays. Anyways. Yeah. I thought, I thought everyone was cast really well. I, I also like that because the sisters were cast so well, it kind of gives a little bit of that little women kind of vibe. Yes. Yeah. Which I was reminded of. I don't think I, I think I hadn't seen little, well, little, little woman wasn't out when I saw Pride and Prejudice the first time. But now that I've seen little women and I watched Pride and Prejudice again, I was like, that's really sweet. Mm. Um, I just really liked that they, it just felt I think movies that are coming out now, like, there's something about, like, after the Barbie movie has come out, there's just, like, such, I I just hold, like, so much love in my heart for movies that just show women being women, and, like, re- like watching Little Women, like, watching Pride and Prejudice is just so sweet to see just, like, sisters. They're just yeah. sisters. And, like, I mean, obviously, like, this movie is a lot about, like, getting a husband and being attractive and da, 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 but like just seeing them interact is really fun. Um, yeah. I thought the mom was really well cast because she plays a terrible mother. Um, yeah. And I don't mean she is like a terrible, like she does some bad things to her kids. She's really mean. She's a mean mommy. Yes. But she is very, she's a very believable like mother in that time. Yeah just trying to marry her daughters off and if i can remember like that's it it all feels very reminiscent of the book i don't think i i don't think i finished the book but i read a lot of it because it's very thick and it's it has a lot of words where i was like who has the time who has the time says the man who reads reads books that are like a thousand pages anyway um yeah what about you did you have any other characters you really liked um, I mean, we. Sh- I think we would be remiss not to mention Mr. Collins. I, um, Mr. Collins, well, isn't that what his oh, name is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The friar kind of guy. Tom Hollander's character, yeah. So funny. Oh, so funny, and he's like uh, four feet tall. I love it. Yeah. Um, he plays such a great like. I mean, I guess he's not really a villain in this. He's more of like a counterweight. He's a little but, bit of a villain. Um, but I don't think he's like villainous. I think he's just. Uh, sort of antagonistic uh, but I don't think it's like you know it's 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 not like his character in um, well I don't want to spoil anything oh yeah um, for uh, White Lotus White Lotus um, but yeah I mean I love Rupert Friend but uh, you know Mr. Wickham was he seemed kind of sleazy when I saw him on screen and then, and then he ended up being sleazy and you were like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So what's his name? Rupert friend. Mm -hmm. That's hilarious. It's probably not pronounced like that. So Rupert friend, he was in, um, 
Asteroid City, mm-hmm. which was great. He was great in Asteroid City. But he was also in this show. Oh, God. I can't remember what it's called. He was in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull it up. He was in this show that was just awful. Anatomy of a Scandal. That's it. It's based on a book. I didn't read the book, but I watched the show on Netflix. The show, incredible. Trigger warning, though. If you have some sexual assault things, don't watch it. Um, It's, like, about a rape case. Um, But he plays the rapist. And so when I saw him at Asteroid City, I was like, "Uh, I'm scared. Um, But because he's such a great actor, I didn't feel like I was, like, watching... Like, you know, like, it's kind of like what you said about Matthew McFadden, like, you're watching Tom. Like, it wasn't like that. I know you didn't say that. You were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like that with him in Asteroid City, and I didn't feel like that with him in this, even though he's, like, so much younger in this movie. I just remembered, oh, I've seen him in something before, and then I remembered what it was. But I thought he did great. Let's discuss, like, um, sort of what we thought about. I mean, I guess it's, it's hard to get into the writing of it because it's because it's based a on novel. a book yeah um but I, mean, I think like sorry go ahead no 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 good no i was just gonna say if you want we can just kind of pivot to discussing like the direction yeah um because we kind of talked about the cinematography before um and i think yeah you know and i know that um cinematography is not always the director it's not always cinematography if you haven't watched this movie in a while and you go watch it, it's so fun. It's just like some of the shots are just like, what was that? Like, what was that? Or like the, just the slow, the slow push-ins on certain characters or like the quick, like, oh, the part where she's sitting on the swing. I hate that part where she's sitting in the swing next to the stables and it's just going in circles. I hate that. It made me dizzy. I oh, remember really? that from the first time I watched it. Oh. It made me dizzy because it just keeps going in circles and it keeps going in circles like around and around her. And I just really. Oh, so he. Is this the cinematographer? No, so this he... is this is the director. Oh, oh, I think um, Pride and Prejudice was like oh, his see. first um, period piece feature. Oh, film, oh. maybe. OK. Um, I mean, well, he won. Uh an award for best newcomer. I don't think it was his first like film, but uh let's see, a bunch of TV series. Yeah, I think it was his first feature film. So I think there's like a little bit of like um like flair that was not necessary at times. Yeah, like some of it I did like some of the like flair that he has I do really like 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 certain shots um like where the lights coming in a certain way or like something like that. But yeah, like some of, some of his individuality is a little distracting. I feel like in some areas, I think like where it excelled was some of the like longer shots Mm -hmm. um, that were like either like, you know, at a fixed, um, like a fixed composition, like the one where he's walking through the mist, the sunrise. Um, and then there's also some like during the balls that are like kind of longer shots and they yeah, kind of track a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those were really, really um, like really beautiful, really nice. There were some shorter, like weird cuts, which I guess would be on editing. Um, and then there's some like just quick zooms 
on mm. characters' expressions. And yeah. those, like, whenever that would happen, I would be like, what just happened? Yeah, Why did you yeah. do that? Because it was, it would be like, I can see her face. You don't need to zoom in and show me. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, like, I expect that in, like, a Martin Scorsese movie. I'm not expecting that in <laughs> this Jane yeah. Austen period piece. Um, oh, talking about another scene, I love the part, the hand thing where oh yeah she helps he helps her into the carriage and then he's like like that that was improv really mm-hmm. that's what i saw online i don't know if that's wow. true but i'm gonna take it like it's true so i wonder how many times they had to do it like because he was probably doing that in character mm-hmm. and they caught it and then they were like oh let's get that let's get a close-up of his hand that's yeah. so cool actors are so cool <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i also I want to give a shout out to the costumes. Yeah. Because I think something that kind of goes wrong with period pieces is they do the costumes. They overdo the costumes. And I feel like these ones were like still like earthy toned, you know, kind of colors. Mm -hmm. And like the dresses were not crazy because like especially when they're showing like the Bennett's like as it's established in the movie, the Bennett's are not like incredibly rich. Like obviously they have quite a few kids, so they have some money so they can afford to feed them and have help in the house, et cetera. But you know, like their dresses don't have like sequins. I mean, or like beading. Like I feel like a lot of dresses at that time for like families that were richer would have like beading Mm -hmm. or like intricate design. And they didn't do that just to have the costumes be prettier. They did them like more so towards like whatever, you know, the characters would be wearing to something like that. Yeah. And I really, I, yeah, I just, one thing that I just thought of was when Mr. Darcy's on his black horse with his giant ass long black cloak Mm, yeah and he's with mr bingley mr bingley's on his cute little white horse and his little (laughs) short jacket you know um yeah i just i thought the costumes were really good i really like the costumes a lot and the hair and makeup obviously the makeup was minimal which i love um i love when movies do that especially for period pieces because i'm like they're not wearing makeup anyways they would maybe be wearing like yeah a little mascara and like rouge but that's really it i think kira knightley was really the only one wearing like a noticeable amount and yeah she, i mean she just had like eyeshadow i guess she i think she yeah she she definitely had some eyeliner on her under eye yeah i noticed that and like a, obviously like some foundation i'm sure they all had some on but yeah but it yeah, definitely it, wasn't over like yeah overhanded it wasn't um, yeah it wasn't like a baz Luhrmann <laughs> movie or anything mm-hmm. like that i think no. like the costumes felt very like lived in in like a good way because yeah. i feel like a lot of times you'll see movies that take place in like this time period and you'll feel like oh they, they made just it. pulled the costume yeah. straight off the rack and threw them on yeah and um or they made it like i mean they made that dress specifically for this yeah. part like this darcy's movie. like darcy's nightshirt like it was a little ruffled it wasn't oh. um it wasn't like starchy and stiff i mean i think like bingley and his sister were like the two like that were the most like stiff like, cause Bingley was wearing like the yeah. long, the longer coats. He was well, wearing they the were waist. Richer. He was wearing the vest that was yeah. like tightly buttoned. Yeah. He was always standing upright. That's true. And then the his, status. his sister was such like a, like, 
like you knew she was wearing like a corset and you Absolutely. knew she was Very like, tight. Yeah. yeah. And she was wearing and she a dress that was a uncomfortable. Little, a little and, extra tight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's a good point. We should, yeah. The, the costumes were, I think that's all, I think that's one of the Oscars that it was nominated for was costume design, which makes sense. Oh yeah. Um, Keira Knightley was actually nominated for best actress, which I thought was interesting. I think Who it's won interesting. that year? I don't know. Let's see if we can find it. 2005? Um, let's see. 2006 nominee. Oh, 2006. It's, the movie's from 2009, but the Oscars are the... 2005. Next year, I think. Um, let's see. Oh, please hold. Yeah, please hold. All you listening at home. You can play the game with us. Just yell out your answers. Wait, I think you went a little too far. I sure did not. It's oh. right. Here. Oh, weird. 2005. Let's see. Uh, Reese Witherspoon won for oh. Walk the Line. Uh, which I think is interesting. Wait, who else was? Okay. Oh, I have not heard of any of those. Okay, interesting. Heard of Transamerica. That's the issue with the Oscars. I don't think that they... Uh, really represent the the general movie going audience they there's no. lots of um there's lots of movies that are not necessarily i guess i shouldn't say anything's not worth watching but well i mean we're 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 trying to keep the movies that we pick a more of a general <laughs> consensus here we're not watching the uh super artsy fartsy movie boy movies yeah yeah well we might <laughs> there will be some of those but yeah probably we'll but like eventually. yeah yeah i i could see her being nominated i do i like i do still think kira knightley did a good job i just yeah no 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 that wasn't the point i was trying to make the i i she yeah she was great in the movie i i have no issue with her being nominated we were talking I about think... the costumes that's why yeah, this yeah. is a little bit of a digression. Well, that's okay. We'll probably cut this. Um, that's fine. Yeah, but the costumes were really good. It was one of the things that it was nominated for. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, Keira Knightley was nominated for Best Actress, which I think is interesting because I feel like every scene that her and um, Matthew McFadden were in together, I do mm -hmm. think he kind of stole the scene. Like, Oh, yeah. He just has like, so like he I'm surprised he didn't, I don't think he was on screen enough to get a best actor nom, but you would think he would yeah. get like a best supporting. He, but I think the dad might've gotten a best supporting. Really? I thought he, yeah, Matthew McFadden in this role is so good. And I told Robert also, there's this, there was this like joke about what was not nominated. No, the dad was not nominated. Oh. I don't know where I got that. I don't know. You were just guessing. That's fine. Um, I was telling Robert about how there is this like conspiracy theory that like he had on a prosthetic nose or something in the beginning of the movie because suddenly like you find him like slightly attractive and then suddenly when they're in the the scene where they're out by the columns at the church and he's confessing her love to him all of a sudden you're like oh my god he's so hot when did it happen <laughs> yeah I don't I, but I think it's just that you're falling in love with him while she's falling in love with him while like as they've like progressed like oh he's just so he's so good in this i think it's the way i think it's like sort of like his whole like um 
I think his costuming got a little bit better. It stopped being so like they, they opened up his shirts a little bit more. Yeah. Um, they definitely gave him a haircut. His hair looks way better at the end of the movie than at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure the lighting they make better. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I look, I agree. He is like clearly much more attractive at the end, but like, I don't think that they like had prosthetics on him. I think that's a little, I don't think that that would. Sorry, everyone has passed my bedtime. Um, um, yeah, I just thought that was funny that there was like a conspiracy theory about it. Yeah. Do you have, um, some favorite scenes of the movie? Um, I mean, I really love the scene where they're touring Darcy's estate and her aunt and uncle are like ahead of her oh, with yeah. the maid or the, whatever the yeah the, yeah yeah the lady maid house um, manager whatever yeah it's been a while since we watched down Abbey. i don't remember what the <laughs> the proper titles are yeah i don't remember um but here nightly's sort of like lazily following and she's just gazing at everything and then she gets hung up on the statue of him mm. and i think like um and she finds the sister yes and then she uh like totally creeps on the sister and i like i was like what is she gonna do is she gonna kill the sister right now but then Darcy comes in and foils her plan to murder his sister. No. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I really love that scene because I think it was sort of like, I think there is, it's kind of on the gas pedal for the first like half of the movie. And then I think in that scene, it kind of like lays off the gas a little bit and it's just kind of like, yeah, it, it just kind of slows down. It's just, um, it's just Elizabeth walking through the house, mm -hmm. realizing that she made this mistake with him. Yeah. But not ready to admit it. Yeah. Um, when they see each other and she just is like, oh, I have to leave. He's like, can I walk you back? He's like, no, no, I, I, I like walking. He was like, yeah, fucking no, I just said that. Yeah, we're just going to walk with you, bitch. Okay, well, I'm going to pass you on the road because I'm going to take my wagon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because then he meets up with her when they're at the tavern. He, he comes to the tavern, she comes down for dinner, sees him, and then leaves, and then comes back. Yeah, yeah. there's something like that. Something like that. And then she finds out that uh, Lydia stole off with Wickham. Oh, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, that Mr. Was, Wickham. I Mr. think, Wickham. like, I mean, maybe I'm just a moron, but, like, I really, like, had a hard time. No, that was... Following. She found out about that the next night when they went back. Oh, okay. He I just left. Oh, yeah, because he was there. Yeah. He was there. Yeah, he she was found there. that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a hard time following the, um, like, I enjoyed those scenes because they were so, like, chaotic and it was fun seeing all of the characters, like, mingle. Mm. But I, like, the Lydia part, I guess, like, you had to be there to, like, understand. I the, think it, it made a lot more sense in the book. I remember that. Like, and I'm sure it explains it in the book. Yeah, because it's just, like, I mean, She's kind of rebelling against her mom. Lydia's kind of rebelling against her mom, but yeah. also is playing exactly into what her mother wanted for her. So it's like mm. kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. I really love all of the dancing. Yeah. I was going to say the initial ball scene. Yeah. I, I oh my really God. Like. I think one of my favorite scenes is when Lizzie and um jane are dancing and lizzie's dancing with uh mr collins and he's talking to her and she's also talking to her sister and her sister's telling her about 
I think her sister's talking to her about Mr. Darcy, whether or not he's going to be there, like something. It was something like that, right? I don't remember. It was something about, I think it's something about Mr. Darcy. And then Mr. Collins is talking about how he like finds her attractive and like how he's wanting to follow her around like a basically like a dog for the rest of the night. And she's just like not listening to him. And they're like passing through everything. And like, I love the scene where her and Darcy are doing that too. Mm -hmm. I just love that as like a tactic, I guess. Like, I love that they like used this, you know, choreographed yeah movement and it didn't i honestly like i feel like i think about like bridgerton or something where there's like so much dancing and it's like what's going on i mean obviously it's different with bridgerton because they're playing like ariana or something yeah but um i i like i like how much dancing there was and i like that it felt very real like it felt like oh i'm at a ball and i'm watching Mm -hmm. people dance yeah, I mean, it goes back to the costumes. I think, like, even the set design is so, like, modest. Um, yeah. That it's, like, it. it's funny because, like, the Bennett's, like, house seems so quaint. Yeah. But it's still, like, very nice and cute. Yeah, and big. Yeah. Um, and you don't really, like, understand, like, when Bingley's sisters, like, they're so, like, oh, they're so impoverished. Until you see or impoverished, impoverished, until they see impoverished as hell. Until see until then you see Darcy's. House. Then you see their house, and you're like, you're like oh God. well, when you see Mister Bingley's house, and when you see Mister Darcy's house, you're like, oh, they have a giant sitting room, and they have like ornate furniture, yeah, and candelabras. And you're like, okay, I get it. You're better than them. Yeah. Um, I am also obsessed with the scene. Where Mr. Bingley is coming over. Mr. Darcy and Mr. Bingley are coming mm-hmm. over. That's a good one. And all of the sisters and the mother are like running around and trying to act like they were doing things. And I was thinking about that scene and I was like, what is so fucking funny is that if you picture that, let's say that's a real life scenario. Mm-hmm. You picture that as a real life scenario. Mr. Bingley and Mr. Darcy are seeing all of them doing this like they are walking up and they're passing windows because i say that because literally there's like the shot where darcy and bingley are acting out what he's was gonna say to them and how he didn't say how he wanted to say so they go back when they're going back they show the shot of him walking up to the door and all of the sisters are like oh my god he's coming back why is he coming back and you see the open windows so I was picturing the scene just a second before where all of the sisters and all of the and the mom are like fucking losing their minds that he's walking up to the door and like throwing books at each other and acting like they're it's just yeah. so funny. I love that. It's so like silly and like I don't know. I just I loved I loved that scene. Picturing them through the window doing that as you're walking up to try to propose. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um I think I think the last like moment that I can that like really stood out to me is um the scene where um Mr. Collins is talking to the mom and he's like, Well, I think uh I think Jane is pretty pretty oh. hot. 
And she's like, well, Jane's actually taken. Uh, how about Elizabeth? And he goes, I think, I think Elizabeth's pretty I hot. think Elizabeth's really hot, actually. I think she's really hot. I'd love to marry her. The mom's just like, get these fucking girls out of my house. Yeah, this mom's like, do it. <laughs> God, she is really so mean. She is such a mean character. I get it, though. You got five kids in the house. You're trying to get them the fuck out of there. You would get them the fuck out of there, but why do they all have to get married when they're fucking ten? It was the times. I guess. Oh, oh, I just remembered another scene. The scene where Darcy shows up at Colin's house when Lizzie's mm. visiting and he comes in and he just stands there. He, what did he say? He said good morning or something, and he just stands there. And he was like, "I, I, I think the governor's fixed up this house right, right before Mister Collins moved in." Right, and she's like, "Sure." And she's like, "I think you're right." And he's like, "Good day, goodbye." Yeah, <laughs> and then he leaves. I fucking love. I love that because that's when you're like, "Oh, Mister Darcy's a human." Because before that, yeah. you're like, okay, we get the Mr. Darcy thing. He's he's mysterious and he's acting like he doesn't like Lizzie, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then you see that part and you're like. Mm, well, that's kind of like when goose. every scene they're in, you're kind of wondering when they're going to yes. like confess their love. Because you're like, yeah, you're okay, just waiting. obviously you guys fucking love each other. Jeez, just just sleep together already, okay? Which I think uh, brings us to the horniness, the horniness of this movie. I don't. I think part of the horniness is not from the movie itself, but from like the TikTok, Tumblr, um, absolutely, like Twitter, like a uh, uh, what, what would you call it? like culture surrounding this movie. Yeah, because I I think that's where like most of my like prior knowledge of this movie came from. Is just like thirst traps of Matthew Absolutely. McFadden showing up. Absolutely. And it's just like it's so funny like knowing him from like Succession and stuff like that like just how horny like people are Absolutely. for him in yeah. this movie. And I mean like Do you get it now I, though? I do get it. I've I got it before. Like I I could like objectively watch like scenes yeah. from the movie and be like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, he's pretty hot in this. Mm. Um, and I think watching it, I think I was expecting like a little bit more intimacy. Yeah, you really only. I get, want sex. I want them to have sex in a shed or something hot like that. Yeah, which is why I don't think I could give this movie like a five star horniness rating. No, oh god, no, it does not have a five star. I think I would give it like a three. Because I think you automatically get a point taken off for not having sex. Agreed. And they and only then, kiss. They only kiss once, yeah, right? I think they have like the passionate kiss at the end, and that's it. Oh God, that's not enough. I think what makes this movie so horny for me personally, number one, Mister Bingley, mm -hmm. like a man being nice to me, absolutely, <laughs> I'll fuck you. Like, bring it on, Mister Bingley. Number two, I mean, he's. Not that easy, huh? He's not, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're nice to me. I'm in love with you already. End of story. Um, number two is above number one, but you know what I mean. I think it's just, it's just the oh, they hate each other. Oh no, they want to fuck each other. Like, mm -hmm. it's like the like switch is so hot, and the tension you could cut it with a knife is just like 
once it finally happens, which I will say, I don't love how long it takes to get there. I think we could get there a little bit quicker. I think there's just like, I think the buildup is great, but I think there could be like a little bit less time before you're like on track with what's happening. Like you're like, okay, I got it. Yeah, but I think like the the like delayed gratification is like what makes it such a lasting like story. Yeah. You know, sure. because like well we all we've all had like kind of a situation similar yeah. where it's like a will they won't they and then there's like a long period of time or like yeah. there's complications or like something like that like so it's it feels kind of like a universal understanding of like they're going to but we have to wait for it on to nitpicks what so like right after elizabeth meets mr darcy she's underneath the bleachers and yes. she hears him just straight up talking shit calls her not handsome fucked up like fuck off and fuck off <laughs> And I'm supposed to believe Kira Knightley is yeah, like... Yeah, would be talked about like, like that. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't believe I'm beautiful. Oh, I'm going to marry him. Um, yeah, that seems pretty fun. You, you're saying that you're nitpicking it because she makes a joke about marrying him? Or that he said that about her? No, I just don't believe that any woman who heard a man talking to her like that... Yes. Would. Yes. And like, especially a woman yeah. who had... Like the self confidence that Kira Knightley's character has. Well, the self confidence she has, and the fact that she has five sisters, four, four, and a best friend. Four. Is it four? Yeah, there's five sisters. Four. Um, I hear what you're saying, and I echo it because there is something incredibly frustrating as a woman watching a movie like that. Seeing how he treats her towards the beginning of the movie is incredibly excruciating. But at the same time, it's like, that's sometimes how women are in like heterosexual relationships. That's how women are. They're like, this guy was really mean to me, but I love him. And you're like, girl, what? I mean, he negged her. He did kind of neg her a little bit. You're not wrong. He did. He did. Yeah. But that's why it's so, yeah, it is a little bit funny. You're like, wait, now you like him? What? Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you because I think it's also like his character just like thinks he's better than everyone, you know? So I think like towards the beginning of the movie, he's just like allowing that to fester more and like allowing it to show more. And then eventually he's like, okay, maybe I like her. Yeah. But like it is fucked up that he said that and that she heard him say that. And then she still was like, oh, but. And then like a character like Elizabeth, who has so much like skepticism. She just like immediately falls for Wickham. That was a little weird to me. Yeah, too. Wickham's Wickham's like, a weird one. He's in one scene, and Elizabeth's like undressing for him. She's like so ready to believe everything he says. And like, yeah. I get that like she's already like predisposed to not like Darcy, um, but she was so quick to believe the stuff that Wickham was saying about Darcy. That's true. And it's that just, is true. She seems like such a skeptic. Well, so I, to me, yeah. I was just like a little like surprised how quickly she was just like, oh, yeah, 
Mr. Wickham told me all about this. Well, I also feel like not a lot of people knew anything about Darcy. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie. So I feel like once she gets like a tidbit of information, it's also like. I think in the book, it's probably more obvious when her. Her adoration towards Mr. Darcy starts Mm -hmm. because it is kind of confusing in the movie where it like actually starts. But like, yeah, it's like. Wait a second. You hated this man. Now you love him. Oh no! I think it's just a it's a, it's a great movie. It's a yeah. It's a fun movie. I think I will, um, definitely watch it again. It. Mm. I think for me, there's like, there's a scale of movies, right? Like a five is like, oh, I would be down to watch this at any time. Yeah. And there's really like, very few movies. I've seen movies fives, then. but they're not very common. And like a five is not a perfect movie. A five is just a movie that like. I absolutely love and I'm willing to watch it at any point. Um, Robert's a little harsh on his five stars. I just think like, you know, like I don't like to give perfect tens because like. There's always something to work on. I mean, there is. <laughs> I But with movies, like I think I would give like a five, like, you know, like a Jurassic Park is a five for me. Like I'm always willing to watch Jurassic Park. Interesting. Um, you know, uh, I won't give more because yeah, because we're I probably might, gonna I watch might, them. I might pick some for you. I but th- yeah, I think I would give this a three or a four. I think if yeah, like and like a three, a three is not bad. A three is like I really enjoyed this. I would not watch it like on my own. Oh, you wouldn't watch it again? No, I would watch it again. Just like for my like. My rating scale. If I gave it a three, a three to me is a movie that I enjoyed. I am not going to like ever suggest. Really. Got it. A four would be a movie that like I really enjoyed and I would like suggest it if I was in the right mood. I'm going to take this as a win for me. And then a five would be like, I'm always down to watch. I still, I'm going to take it as a win. Um, So it's a three or four. I think it would be a three and a half for me. I could see like I could see a like situation where I would be like we should watch you this. watch Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. Yeah. I also that another thing I thought you would like was the score. Yeah, I did I, I did just really enjoy that. the score. Um yeah, we should have discussed that a little bit more. Yeah. I think um I love the repetition of the one song. I love that. We love a motif. Oh, the way um, it comes back at the end when he's walking through the fog. <laughs> uh, I think I one. I think scene. one of the Oscar nominations was the score. <gasps> I believe it. That's good. Um, Wait, can I talk about that scene one more time? Yeah. Uh, okay, so when he says, he says something like, "I hope you know it was all for you" or something like that. Oh yeah. Dead. We should have. We should have done like some best lines from the movie. Oh, I wrote some that's down. A, that's, that's a one. really good one. That's one of them. There was. Oh, surely, surely you knew it was all for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she kisses his hand and then the sun's like coming through them. Yeah. That shot's insane. Like that shot's insane. There's one that like. So during the, the uh, like the raining scene, mm-hmm. we're just doing this way out of order. But um, during like the scene where he first confesses his love and it's raining. At the very end, she's like just like really rejected him, 
in like just like the worst way. And oh, when they're outside the church. Yeah. yeah. And he says like, I'm so sorry to have taken or wasted so much <gasps> of your time. Yes. But he does this little like head like twitch thing. Yeah. That, like anybody who's like ever felt that knows what that means. And it's just like, oh, I have so much left to say. And I don't mean and this. And I'm like, choosing I'm, to not say it. To I'm you. not sorry for taking up your time. Like, it was Because just, I'm obsessed with you and I love you. Yeah, it's yeah. just like the smallest little head tilt. And it's just like, and he's got tears in his eyes. Yeah. And it's just like, I, oh, God, I can't yeah. believe this movie did not make Matthew McFadden more of a star. I think after this, he was in Mr. Bean's Wedding. I think that was the movie Jarring. he did next. Okay. Or it was like a short yeah. or something like that. I because I looked at his IMDb because I was like I don't know what he did between this and Succession, and that was next Mr. Bean's movie. Yeah, hmm? if I, mean, I if I ever make anything, listen. I'm gonna make sure I offer a part to Matthew McFadden. Excuse me, what about me? You're on the list. I've got a list of. I'm on the I'm on the list. You are on the list. The top of the list. Yeah. All right. So should we get to final grades? Yeah, I'd say. I'd say for my overall grade of the movie. Because I do really enjoy the movie. I would say for me, it's a four. Okay. Yeah. I think it does have so many good parts. Yeah. And I love, I love love and the love. So I would watch it again just to watch Matthew McFadden in his little nightshirt walking through the fog and watch him cry next to the columns. You can definitely find that scene on YouTube. I'm I'll sure. just watch that over and over again, I think, yeah. when I'm having my personal alone time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think I already gave my grade. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give it a three and a half. I think it... I don't know if I would recommend this to, like, most like guys because i think a lot of guys i think well i think most people who like i say guys but i mean like i mean like there's like a you know there's like a boy movies kind of person and there's a girl movies kind of person this is more of a girl movie and i feel like somebody who likes boy movies like they watch fast and the furious yeah i probably would love this they'd be like what's happening so slow I don't understand. Why does Tom Wamsgams not simply fuck Kira Knightley? I don't get it. Why are they not having sex? Why has he not you presented his penis? Yeah, you don't get it. They have a profound love affair. Okay. Yeah, I don't think um, your average. Well, I don't want to say your average because I think that it. Like, I will say, the language at times is a little bit difficult. So. Like, I, I think it, there are some moments where I was like, I don't know what she meant by that, which may make me sound like an idiot, which is fine. But there is like some some of the language that's from the book originally that that is a little bit difficult to understand. So I feel like maybe your average movie watcher would um be fine with it. I think there's a lot of people who go into a movie like this with uh like a predisposition. And they don't, yeah. They don't watch it like honestly. You know what I mean. Um. So I think like I would be sort of like selective about who I would recommend this movie to. I think, I think because 
I feel like there's so much lore around this movie because it's just so precious. Like the characters are just so precious that I think I think I would recommend it to people that like romance movies and people yeah. I think people that do have an understanding of like general good movie things like the cinematography like the score like the costumes like because it is a beautiful movie it's not mm. just like a good movie it's like very gorgeous to watch which i feel like sometimes means the movie moves kind of slow for like your average like an hour and a half movie watcher that wants everything to happen really quickly and just like be over and done with in terms of plot like i think that's the part that would be difficult. You'd have to know the person whether or not they could sit through a movie like this. Yeah. With there being like times where it's like, oh, this is a really beautiful shot, but it's not like advancing the plot actively. Do you still respect my taste in movies after watching Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 version? I do. It's a very you movie. <laughs> I knew, like, I think a part of me knew that it was going to be like one of your yeah. selections eventually. Yeah. Um I've only seen it one other time, which is funny. Like I feel like I would have watched it more than that. I yeah. Think. I mean it's kind of a like you kind of do have to be like focused on it, you know? Yeah, it's not a movie where you want to be distracted or have other things going on. It's definitely like pretty involved. Yeah. So, okay. That was our discussion on Pride, Pride and, Prejudice. and Prejudice. Uh yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave a review. It's please. probably the thing that would help us the most. Um, As we're starting out. Yeah, give us a rating on whatever you watch. Listen, your, yeah, listen, listen watch. Listen, watch. Consume. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please, please give us a review, rating, whatever. Um, Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. TikTok. I'll put the handle in YouTube, the Spotify link. Yep. All that good all that like good, good jazz. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, we release a podcast every week. Yeah. Um, so please tune in. Uh, next week we will be discussing. Oh no, Robert has the remote this time. <laughs> oh no. Robert has the remote, everyone. I'm scared. I wanted to pick something with a little bit of horniness, but not too much horniness. Um, we're going to start off with. You're going to force me to watch what? A real fun spy thriller called The Born Identity. No clue what that is. <laughs> Are you serious? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Matt Who's Damon? in it? Nope. Really? No. It sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll watch a movie with Matt Damon, though. All right. Oh, yeah. That's going to be your assignment. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.